Awesome date. January 12th, 2009. Awesome topic. It's the 2008 Awesome Awards. Yay! Okay! Boom! Fireworks. This is the Awesome Cast. folks, it's the Awesome Cast, and we're not quite sure if you'll be able to hear us this time. I'm Basil. I'm Eric. And I'm Lee. Yeah, for some reason, the uh, microphone isn't working quite right, or we don't have a setting set correctly, but the recording's been coming in very, very softly. So hopefully, Nobito can mess with it and actually make it this listenable. We're hoping. <laughs> Go, James! Go! Do it, James! I've also got a size infection, so bear with me. We figured, hey, you know, 08's been a big year. Even for us, you know, especially since we started a podcast. Kept it going. We've been to a couple conventions. You know, occasionally we get an email here and there. Though we could use more. More emails. More emails, more voicemails, more comments in the comic section. In fact, we're going to do, do a contest right now. For the month of January and February. How do you enter? You send us an email. Or leave us a voicemail. Or post in the comment section. Well, even in the comment section? You don't count, Kevin. You can't do it. Well, no. Members of the actual Awesome Cast, whether they're the Awesome Cast main members, or Awesome Reserves, you know. Well, you certainly can post, you know, emails and comments and whatnot, you don't qualify. Some restrictions so, apply. See back, back label for details. Guarantee void in Tennessee. Unless you know you're in Tennessee, in which case we'll, like, you know. We'll let it slide. We'll let it slide. The prize, I don't know. We'll figure it out. It'll be something awesome, though. Well, now there's motivation. There you go. So I guess we should give you how to contact us. Of course, leave us a comment in the comment section of, you know, any podcast that's at the website awesomecast.com O-S-M-C-A-S-T or you know leave us an email awesomecast at gmail.com or you can also leave us a voicemail in the awesome line area code 206 202 you know just let us know what you're thinking of how we're doing any ways that we think we can do better Things you would like to see that we do come back. You know, have any ideas for any special kind of things, segments we can do? Let us know. It'll be great. So, with that, we'll move on to our current segment, The World of Awesome. Is Working Design Successor finally making a move? Writes Jeremy Parrish of OneUp.com. You see, 
There was this place called Working Designs. It was by uh, Vic Ireland. Put he, out stuff like Lunar and stuff over here. Yeah, Pop Mail. A lot of Sega CD stuff. It was um, he would take the quirky Japanese RPGs that were you know quirky built, and Japanese and like, move them to America and drastically change them by instead of Japanese jokes, he'll use like Bill Clinton jokes and fart jokes and Wheaties brand jokes. How is that changing it from the Japanese? <laughs> How many Bill Clinton jokes have you heard from a Japanese man? Uh, only three. Uh, yeah, only three. Well, this one at least had like 12. Okay. So, apparently, and after a, while, after a few years ago, uh, Working Designs closed down shop. Mostly because people like uh, Nippon Ichi and Atlas were also putting out the uh, quirky JRPGs, and most of the quirky ones were actually made by the Neponse and Atlas home offices. So they were getting first dibs, and... Uh, Organ Designs was not quite getting the good stuff anymore, and so they shut down work. But he decided pretty quickly afterwards, it shut down, to open up a new studio known as Gaijin Works. And then for years, we heard nothing. But just recently, he's apparently popped up on the old NeoGAF and said, Hey, I'm going to make an announcement in the next few months. So, sometime in the future, there may be news here. That's right. Till then, there's. Well, I mean, there is interesting, you know, stuff out there, especially the advent of the DS. What we don't realize that there actually is a lot of DS RPGs that are quirky in Japanese that actually haven't made it over to the US yet. Oh, I realize. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so like Soma Bringer. Soma Bringer! Oh my god, somebody bring Soma Bringer to the United oh, States. Tell me what this is. It's an awesome J action RPG that I've played, but I don't understand anything about it because it's in moon language. Yes. So Is it like Secret of Mana-esque? Uh, sort of. Actually, not really, but sort of. Mm. In that they were both J action RPGs. So, yeah, there you go. So, we wish you luck, Mr. Ireland... Yes, especially if you're bringing Selma Bringer over. We wish you all the luck in the world. And, uh, like, in some not-awesome news, how about uh, Fox deciding that they're going to sue the Watchmen uh, uh, WB and they're trying to fight for a delay of the Watchmen movie? Why is this now? Why are they doing this? Okay, Fox apparently owned a big block of rights to things, uh-huh. and one of them is something called The Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a bunch of legal hullabaloo that it's very complicated from what I understand, but basically the WB per says that that's not the Watchmen, Watchmen of Alan Moore's comic book. Mm-hmm. That's just a different movie titled The Watchmen. But on Christmas Eve, a judge ruled that Fox, uh, for uh, in Fox's favor on an injunction to uh, hold the release of the Watchmen movie. So... Uh, uh, or something like that. It, like Fox is is currently fighting to keep the Watchmen movie out of theaters. No, it was that they can they uh, Fox has the sole right to distribute it, the Watchmen movie. So basically, they want Warner Brothers to hand them this tentpole summer fixture uh, film for free after for they spent like three hundred million dollars making it. Man, that's nuts. This is totally nuts. It's well, totally crazy. It's Fox being douches again. Yeah, it's, it's totally Fox. And once they get realize that it might be good, they'll just cancel it. We'll never get it anyway. <laughs> or, or they'll cut it to shit and back and like. It's true, and then we'll 
We'll have to wait for the movie to come. Oh, wait. The DVD is the movie. So, yeah. Dear Fox. So, there, so, yeah, Dear Fox, suck a bunch of dicks. <coughs> Signed, the awesome cast okay. guys. And also the guy I stole that from off Ain't Cool News. Yeah. And, uh, anyway. So, in the spirit of going over all our favorite stuff from 2008, I pulled up the uh, Metacritic's Best and Worst of 2008. In the best slot, according to Metacritic, the best reviewed video game was Grand Theft Auto 4. It got a 98 out of 100. Yay. Yay. What? GTA 4 was fun. Yeah. to run around, the... shoot guys, and actually had a decent story. It wasn't the best, like, game of this year, though. It was a good game. For some people, it might have been. And it was, I don't know. Those think... people kind of people don't listen to podcasts. Maybe they do. Maybe you just don't know. Maybe maybe it could be the greatest game ever. Have you played it? Yes. <laughs> well, you don't have much to say to that, do you? Did you really play it? I didn't beat it. I played it. Alright. Second up is uh, Sony's wonderful uh, best-selling game ever. Only not really. Little Big Planet. Yay for Little Big Planet. Savior of the PS3 that's now the number one selling console, right? Right? Is it? No. no. <laughs> no. I was about to say, there's no way that little game... I mean, that game is fun as shit, it's but there's no way... Fun as shit, but no way, yeah. And sadly, it's not really selling that well just in general. It's, yeah. well, it's, a, it's but, a little shame. Well, what is it Tycho said? Calling Little Big Planet a game is the same as calling uh, a puzzle a picture? <laughs> like, uh, that you have to sit down and put it together before it becomes that? Pretty much. There's, but, there's some fun, playable, original content, but the main... The main selling point of the game is the ability to build your own levels. But as you get into it, like, there's a crap ton of actual stuff already built into it. Should you play it? And for what I understand, a lot of the best levels are still the ones that they made. To show you how they make it make levels. Because there's actually a fully platformer built into it. They're just giving you the same tools they used mm. at the same time. Well, it's fun as hell. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I uh, played just uh, a few levels... Was that number two? That was number two. It got a, a 95. Right coming up there is uh, Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots. Need to play that one day, maybe. Well, you got to play the first three first. Sons of the Geriatrics. Because <coughs> Metal 4 is great. Metal 4 is wonderful, gory. Not really gory. Well, sometimes gory. But it's more like overblown, like, melodramatic action. Yeah. But if you don't play one, two, or three, you won't get any of it because the entire story is built on the fact that it's bringing to a close the, all the story threads they started in one, two, and three. Until I, the next Metal Gear project comes out. Oh, well, that's for the iPhone, and it's a touch and shoot game. That's lame. Yeah, especially when a certain someone told me that that was going to be a. 360 port of that's what the some inter- sort of that's Metal what, Gear game. It's what the internet told me. I blame Kotaku. <laughs> Whatever. Following that is a, it's a tie between Bioshock on the PS3 and Shin Megami Tensei Persona 4. And let me tell you, I love bees some Persona 4. Bioshock 360 port, lol. I mean, PS3 port. But, yeah, I liked it back when it was on the 360. But it was, but still a really good game. And it, it is a kick-ass game. It does deserve to be good on both platforms if they can get it. Bioshock, you console whore. No, 
What's kind of funny is the number five. It's a tie between Super Smash Bros. Brawl on the Wii and uh, Gears of War 2 on the 360. Brawl. Oh, Brawl. Brawl. Brawl just didn't have the life, the legs that Melee had for me anyway. Like, yeah. It was still awesome, but it just wasn't as redefiningly... Yeah, I don't, I don't know why, I don't know how, but me failed to, to capture me like Melee did. I mean, you know, we were playing Melee up until Brawl came out. And me and Barry haven't busted out Brawl and my roommate, for the people on the internet who don't know that, uh, haven't busted out Brawl in ages. And I mean... Well, I've always had a theory that the best game in a fighting game series tends to be the second one. I mean, if you look at it, what was the best Street Fighter everyone remembers? Street Fighter 2. Well, that's because they only released Street Fighter 2 for like 10 years straight. It was Street Fighter 2 Turbo, well, even Street Fighter 2, the better I mean, one, the better, best one. The one everyone really remembers of, you know, Mortal Kombat was Mortal Kombat 2. Was know, the one everyone I remember Mortal Kombat 1, so nah. But everyone remembers just for it to be, as far as the best in gameplay, was Mortal Kombat 2. And then, you know, if you actually look at um, Soul Edge, which, which is the biggest game that everyone remembers now, Soul Calibur, which was technically its sequel. And what happens is, is that the you take your fighting game, and the first game you've laid out all your basics and everything, you know how everything's supposed to work. The second one, they take their time to completely retool everything, throw out the stuff that didn't work, throw in a key everything that did, and tune in and add all and stuff that works to make a brand new game. And guess what? It's leaps and bounds better than the first one because they've taken all that time from the first one to make the second one better. And it tends to happen a lot. I mean, if you look at the co- comparisons to Smash Brothers and Smash Brothers Melee, it's, you know, night and day. You know, just the fact that one was 64 and one was on GameCube was one thing, but... Like the fact that you can't infinitely throw people in Melee <laughs> like you could in Bra- uh, well, the yeah. original. You know, I mean, think about the uh, the, the character roster size, the map, so, the, the more, amount of maps you could use, the inventiveness in all the maps and all this... You know, all the trophies that you can earn, and well, you know the the, the big problem. I, I know I sound like an elitist prick when I say this, and I hate sounding like that because I'm no Fox, no items, Final Destination guy here. But Brawl took what was already a simplistic, anyone can pick it up fighting game, mm. and tried to make it even more simplistic. Anyone can pick it up. Uh, timings were slowed down to allow that. Um, you know, there's more powerful items that are completely random. Your characters just literally just fall down sometimes, right? There's way too... Like, Brawl, to me, is just too simple a game at times. And it's crazy to say that because there's so many characters and there's so many different moves and things you can do. But at the end of the day, Brawl just has way too much randomness and simplicity to it while melee you could refine. And then, I don't know, it might also might be just us, because I know a lot of people who still play Brawl a lot. That's true. Like, I know a lot of people I know that, you know, I don't talk to very much, but I've talked to occasionally, they still play Brawl. Ew. I know people come to my store who still play Brawl. It's, I wonder, maybe it just, we just finally got worn of it. Oh, it totally uh, would have helped if your online didn't suck balls. <laughs> That's know. true. Like, like if it was possible to play online matches, which yeah. it's not, the lag is so bad even now, and I've tried it on like three different connections, so don't any of you fuckers email in how it's my pipe or whatever that's the <laughs> problem. Like, 
Because number one, your mom wasn't complaining about that pipe the other night. But oh yeah, I went there. Or your dad, if you don't have a mom. We don't let, want you to feel left out. We don't want to feel, feel left Yeah, you don't want to feel left out. So, But, you know... And then you also have Gears of War 2, which everyone complained that was just more of the same. And I heard a lot of complaints about Brawl being more of the same than Melee, just, you know, little tweaks here and there. Which was funny, because everybody would have bitched for a million years if they really changed the Brawl formula, like, and the Melee formula a huge amount. Yeah. We'd have only, we'd have heard endlessly about how they ruined it. So, you know, just just so you know, guys, we know what you would have said. It's true. And coming up on six is yet another port. Chrono Trigger. Yeah! Which is also tied with Braid. Chrono Trigger, fuck Braid. I mean... Don't fuck Braid. Braid was a great inventive idea, but it's nowhere near being able to touch the awesomeness that is Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger. Well, well, well Braid's an interesting and, and excellent execution of a single idea. Yes. Chrono Trigger is one of the best RPGs of all time. If not I the mean, best. It's, it's You really can't compare the two as far as this game versus this game. That's like comparing like an apple to berries to like tin meat lasagna. You know, one's a one's a work of culinary art, the other one just a really good apple. Wait, which one is which? I'm not saying. The Tin Meat Lasagna is the complicated RPG, and the apple is braid, which is the one idea. Well, that's what I w- would have naturally assumed, but the way he said one was a work of art. Then. Well, braid's also a work of Well, a really good apple could be also a work of art. Anyways, moving on. It could be a gold apple. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> or an apple that bestows time travel. Number seven is the world of goo on the Wii and PC. The world of what? Goo. World of goo. Never played it. Hare plus goo. No, it's like you play a glob of goo. Never heard of it. It's one of the downloadable titles on the Wii. It's supposed to be incredibly good. Like I've heard nothing but good things from everyone I've ever talked to who's played the game. I just never had a chance to get started, mostly because my Wii's full of games I don't want to get rid of, and I can't, you know, transfer it without being able to, you know, get rid of them. Can, does it mean you could buy to fix that? No. No. no We'd like to give you money, Nintendo. We'd love to pay you to fix this problem. What the fuck? But you don't want our money for this problem. You don't want it. I thought by there, that they would have fixed it. Their no, solution yeah, was to totally make it slightly easier to move stuff to the SD card. But you still can't run things off the SD card. All you can do is save it to the SD card. That still takes forever. See, so, they're, see, they're just worried that about piracy from if they yeah. allow you to play off the SD card. That's what they're worried about. Mm. Well, can't so, you? No, never mind. I can do it. There's also a rumor that the SD card slot the Wii is actually very slow and actually would be able to capable of running games off of it. Which w- wouldn't surprise me that Nintendo, oh, didn't really you know anticipate the actual needs of their customers once in a while. But I'm sure the Wii 2.0 will. You know, solve that one. But we'll have no headphone jack. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and no controllers. Anyways, moving on to number eight, Fallout 3. Woot! Fallout. As well as Galactic Civilizations 2, Twilight of the Armor. Never heard of it. That's a Galactic Civilizations game. It's going to be what's one of those four eggs, you know, take forever. It's got a game that Barry likes. Barry! Man, Barry's got a lot of shout-outs today, like... He, we mentioned Barry yeah. several times on here. Twice. You go no, grew three times. sizes that day. 
what, berries? Berries, ten meat lasagna. Oh, yeah, yeah, three times, you're right. Yep. I guess now four. Anyways, number nine, Rock Band 2. The seconding. Yes. Wait, so Rock Band 2 beat out uh, uh, Guitar Hero World Tour? Apparently. Apparently Guitar Hero World Tour is not even on here, so fuck you, uh, Activision. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Rock Band 2, I think, is an excellent example of where they took the Rock Band formula and they made lots and lots of improvements to it. You know, it's 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 sort of the, the it's its version of its of the fighting game. Now give to me Rock Band Japan. Yes. Give to Eric. You know, it's kinda of funny, you know, if you know, Konami suing everyone left and right over tried to, you know, about how they were the innovators of the music genre. Then they come up with Rock Revolution, which sucks. And now they're working with Activision to put out Guitar Hero, the arcade game. Yep. What? The arcade game? Yeah. Well Guitar Hero paid them off years ago. It's true. Like, Guitar Hero paid them a one-time, like, here is our money to be allowed to make plastic guitar instruments fee. Mm-hmm. Well, it's weird that, you know, they did that, but now Konami's making games for them. Yep. So it's like, it's kind of a weird, you know, turn around where Konami, who was the founder, sort of, of the music art, music game as we know it. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with Guitar Freaks and Drum Mania, and now they're sort of, you know, working for the other, you know, the other guys. I wouldn't think you'd be able to, you'd be able to, you know, patent a genre, but you'd be surprised. Yes, I would. I would. And you know, and finally, rounding out the top ten list is number ten, God of War: Chains of Olympus for the PSP, tied with World of Warcraft: Wrath of the Lich King. Boo, boo, Lich, boo. I like Lich King. I just don't play it nearly enough because yeah. I'm playing other games. I'm playing too busy playing other things. Like, cause I really, well, well, I really want to play with like you know Carrie, Gwynmere, and Merrick and stuff, Tyrant. So has the World of Warcraft just pretty much been sucked down to the last, you know? It, it's still got some fun stuff in it, but it's just for me, five years, I'm done. Mm-hmm. You know, need something new. I have no desire to. I mean, it's got new stuff. It's got a lot of fun new stuff, but I'm, I mean, something new as in a whole new system. Yeah, and everything. It's it's like I have no desire to play any of my characters to eighty. I'd like to play with a couple of people at 80, you know? Like, there's some great guys. What's up, Thorand? Uh, that I'd love to play with at 80. Um, or I guess I should say Moko. I, you play Thorand all the time now, but what's up, Moko? Uh, but, damn, do I not want to get there. And Bob, if Bob's listening, is supposed to be leveling my character. Instead, my character is completely respect with different gear on and dead. And no new levels. <laughs> That's what you get for letting Bob take control of your character for any length of time whatsoever. I don't know, I like Lich King. It's just a matter of I want to play these other games before I get back into it. And I just keep adding more other games to the pile. So you will never get back to it. Like One of the games I actually do want to play is the God of War Chains of Olympus, which actually was a, an amazingly good God of War game on the PSP. But now, moving on to the worst games. Now we're just going to reel... Let's just reel these off. Metacritic's Worst Games of 2008. Spog's Racing for the Wii. And Pong Toss, Frat Party Games for the Wii. Beauty Factory for the PC. Uh, for number two. Number three is Homie Rollers. Homie Rollers. For the, for the DS. Which was a kart racing game based on urban youth. Buy homies for homies. 
I wish I was joking. For number two, uh, number four, sorry, it's a tie between Jumper, Griffin's Story, and Racing Team Manager for the PC. Jumper, Griffin's Story. <coughs> what was that? Jumper was a really crappy movie. Jumper was a crappy movie that got a crappy movie tie-in novel called Jumper, Griffin's Story. And that's actually what the game is based off of, is the crappy movie tie-in novel. Two points removed. And they uh, got 28 for the Wii. Uh, for example, and number five is Jumper Griffin Story, which got number tw- tw- twenty. A total score. James. A total score of twenty nine on the three sixty. So it's on the list. For- One more point. So it's on the list twice. It's yeah. on the list twice. It's that bad. And Game Party Two for the Wii, as well as uh, Beaten Groovy for the three sixty. Eric knows all about Beaten oh, Groovy. Oh, Beaten Groovy. Beaten Groovy is like the bastard child of pop and music. If anyone actually likes music, like beaten games, beat money games, don't download that. You'll just cry. The biggest problem with the game is actually the fact that the the timing is really terrible. Like, and it looks like it's made in Flash. Yeah, like, it was like it was obviously they they knew what they were supposed to be doing, and then didn't bother to actually do, do it. it. Mm. And then we had a. George in the Jungle and the search of the search for the secret. Jesus Christ! How does George in the Jungle get another get a video game right now? Yeah, has there been a movie that I haven't heard about? No, it's it's the search for the secret. The secret to what? The secret to why it gets a video game right yeah, now? Oh, obviously, I'm my bad. I'm sorry. Like... That was for the PS2. Then they had Women's Volleyball Championship for the PS2. They now said Vampire Rain Altered Species on the PS3. Which is a port of a really crappy game called Vampire Rain on 360, mm-hmm. where they thought, let's make a stealth game, but if you break stealth for any moment in time, you lose. And that's the whole game. The idea is that you're supposed to be killing these vampires, mm-hmm. and the vampires are way stronger and better and faster in every way imaginable. Mm-hmm. So you have to go to this one point to be able to kill them each time. And if you screw up at all in any way, at all, the vampires are going to kill you. It's a really, 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 really incredibly brutal stealth game that was really, really crappy. And also, Ford Racing Off-Road, which is on the Wii, and Crazy Mouse on 360. Look at what Crazy Mouse is. Number seven is Toy Shop on the DS, and Rapala Fishing Frenzy, 09, for the PS2. Number eight is Falling Stars on the PS2. Best of Test DS... Now that's on the PS2 as well. Go figure. Best of tests. It's like a. It's it's sort of brain. like a brain, uh, age thing, but like without the fun parts of like <laughs> doing anything. Well, in the name says best of tests DS, but it, it says it's on the PS2, so that's. I don't know if they typoed in one of the two names, but I think best of test is on PS uh, PS2. Um. Anyways, also Iron Man on the PC. Sad. And Code of Honor 2, Conspiracy Island, also on the PC. Number 9 is Target Terror for the Wii, which was a port of an old um, point-and-shoot game. Kind of like House of the Dead, but not any good. As well as The Incredible Hulk on the PC. And number 10 is Jackass the Game, got a 34 on the PC. And King of Clubs, which was a really crappy yet edgy golf game for the Wii. 
God, guys. Like, the Wii is on this worst list like a million times. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of it's the Wii, um, the DS, or the PC. The, or the PS2. Yeah. Or the PS2. And a lot of it is because it's the cheapest common denominators. Yeah. yeah. A lot of these actually are based off stuff like, especially when the Wii first came out, and uh, Sony of Europe, they had really, really, really lax like standards. They didn't care what kind of game you put out as long as you paid the money. And so there were these companies that made a bunch of bunch of really crappy video games. They would sell for dirt cheap to make a buck. And when the Wii came out, Nintendo was so starved for money after the way GameCube didn't work out, they also had really low lax stats, you know, to to do these things. And so they were like, woohoo! So they made a bunch of quick ports of all these really crappy PS2 games and shoved them out into America on the Wii. And so the Wii is now known for this, this pure just glut of really, really crappy games. And a lot of times people are like, because a lot of parents, they don't care if the game's good or not. They're just like, oh, a game Oh, it's the cheap. They can whack the Wii remote around and have fun. Okay, I'll buy it. And they don't care if it's good or not. It's why things like, you hear things like World of Goo. You didn't hear about it. Uh, Mushroom Men. You didn't hear about it. These were interesting, innovative games on the Wii that no one knew about because they're filled with so much crap they never come to the top. Yeah, kids are busy playing ball in the punch your own in the ball. I completely fucked that up. That's okay. Homie rollers! <laughs> Done. <Yeah. laughs> and that's what we got for Metacritic. For Metacritic. And I think that that's it for uh, as far as uh, news. The rest is up as a. Uh, let's talk about what we, what we like. Our own top lists. Awesome Awards! Yay! We totally didn't steal this from Penny Arcade! Or any other awards show ever. That's right. Are you, that's brought to you by the uh, uh, Anime World Order Podcast! Because we, we, we probably played a promo to help fill up time. Yeah! Uh, Power to the players. Anime World Order, filled with electrolytes. <laughs> Powerful. Anime electrolytes. The little Japanese ones. They're really rambunctious. Not really. They're like little, little nerdy ones. Little nerdy tall ones. nerdy ones. And yeah. Female nerdy ones. Female nerdy ones. Female yeah. nerdy ones. Some as big as your head. <laughs> so, okay. We really have no set rhyme or reason to the awesome awards. And that we're really just going to talk about the stuff that we like that came out, happened to come out. In 2008. 2008. Yes. Was well, a pretty good year for video games. I'll, I'll, I'll give it that. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. What I've got is, you know, I'll give you my, my three tiers. I made up a list of ten games I broke up into three tiers. <coughs> uh, these, are, these are my favorite games of 2008. Then both these other yahoos will give me their top picks and but I have some other games I want to talk about, but didn't actually make my list. So, or we'll yell over Basil, either way. Yeah, do it. Do That's it. whatever. My 
And the reason why I put mine to tiers instead of like actually one through ten or whatever was because, you know, some of these I couldn't decide which one I actually liked more. So, you know, my my tip top two favorite games I think I played in two thousand eight was a tie between Persona Four and World Ends With You. I really couldn't in good conscience give myself give Persona Four the very, very top top yet, even though I'm really, really, really having fun with it. Because you haven't beaten it. Because I haven't beaten it yet. I'm only, you know, a third of the way through the game, if that. And it, it, for all I know, if, through the second half, it can suddenly get really, really crappy, and I don't know. And I don't want to say, hey, this is, my, this is the best game ever, and then find out how it through. Oh, it turned out to be crap. That would suck. But right now, it's really, really awesome. And the World Ends With You is totally awesome. I think we yes. did a whole awesome cast on The World Ends With You. Yes, we did. We did, and it's, and it's um, possibly the most fun I've had playing a video game this year. Yes. Like, just the actual interaction of playing the game and fighting the battles was possibly the, the most fun I've had doing it. And it was so different. That's what was so great about it. It was different. It was interesting. When you learned how to make it work, everything worked perfectly. If you were insane and ambidextrous, you could actually play both screens at once. Yes. Which was crazy. Which is crazy. None of us ever actually really did that. But <laughs> I did a little like, bit. Yeah. You know, I really like the idea of it being set in Shibuya. I've always thought the various, you know, cultural centers in downtown, you know, and various places in Tokyo was really interesting. And to see that as a setting of a video game really, really, really jived with what still stuff I'm interested in. Sword of Persona 4 has got that same thing, but set in rural Japan. And also, both, I think, had, like, the best soundtracks of 09, of 08. Like, I really have a problem discerning which soundtrack I actually like more, but World both of them... With, World's End With You has a pretty bitchin' soundtrack. Yeah. It's probably it's got, my number one soundtrack it, this year. Like, mm-hmm. it's got more variety to it, Persona 4, but some of the songs in Persona 4 are, like, more than a lot of the songs in World Ends With You. So it's really a toss-up for me, I, I could. I still have both on my Zoom and listen to them all the time. So. Oh man, I was just so happy that you could collect those little discs and actually play with whatever music you wanted. And yeah, I would like you know sometimes bust open my DS when I was playing and just go, oh, I want to listen to this sound. So, so definitely some some top tier games there. Mm-hmm. Then my tier two was I I kicked off with uh, Burnout Paradise. Which is quite possibly the best racing game of 2008. Uh, neither me nor Lee care. Yeah, yeah well, I don't I, think we care. I, I no. think I'm the only arcade racer fan in our group, which is sad because arcade racers Ooh, are... He no, like, James likes realistic racers. He likes, he likes realistic he racers, not like arcade racers. racers. Yeah. And Burnett was just some of the most fun I had just racing around, driving in the city, pulling off crazy stunts. You know, there's... I really remember back you know, when it first came out, a lot of the folks in the forum talking time, which I occasionally post at, we would just get together and just drive and just do just crazy crap. And I can still now get on Xbox, hop on Xbox Live, and still have play of people. And they're doing a really good job of like adding more things to it. Like, just this year, they added motorcycles, an entire like actual like progression path. And this one, you, you get a license as you beat races and get more access to more cars. They added a brand new progression path just for motorcycles. Awesome. Entirely separate. They added a day and night cycle to the game. And? And then this year, they're going to be, in 2009, they're still adding more stuff. They're adding a bunch of new cars. The first one's going to be this car that looks like a DeLorean. Awesome. That when you reach 88 miles per hour, it's going to start hovering. Whoa. And actually, like, leave streaks of flame behind it. Okay, well, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty bitchin'. And apparently one of the cars they're doing is going to go so fast 
they completely rebuilt their entire physics engine of the entire game just to compensate for these new cars. Man, they need to put the Ghostbuster mobile in there. They might. I mean, we don't know all the cars that they're putting in there. So it's, one and, and they're talking about eventually one. putting up planes, like airplanes in this game that you can fly in, around in. In Burnout Paradise? Burnout, yeah. Like, they're doing some crazy stuff, man. It's nuts. Is this all for, are these upgrades for free? All the ones are currently, yes. Um, I believe the cars and the new island they're making are going to be paid. Right. But they'll probably still be pretty cheap. And still, I mean, you can buy the game new right now for 30 bucks. Mm. And, you know, it's it's good stuff. The second one I picked is a fortune, another game that only I've played because someone hasn't started it yet. It was uh, the RPG Lost Odyssey. Oh, I haven't. You're not looking at me. You're looking at a Susie. I'm looking at Lee. Oh. Oh. Doesn't Susie have your copy? Susie, uh, Susie Douglas does have my copy. And Lee's copy is right there sitting with it's oh, hey, up it's the microphone, microphone right stand. now. Yeah. He's, been, he's owned for months and has yet to actually, you know, Look, the, get going. Lee's girl is playing Persona 4. And that means Lee gets to copy feel while laying there playing Persona 4 watching her play it. So I understand perfect, or maybe he's playing it. Fuck, I don't know. So not, not yet. So so maybe there's better priorities here than playing Lost Odyssey. Maybe feeling up on his girlfriend is more important. I'm just saying. Why did he pick Vesperia first? Because Susie's a girl and you're a guy. And uh, Suze also was interested in Vesperia, Vesperia until she saw me playing it and didn't like the characters after five minutes without giving them a chance. But anyways, this oh, Odyssey is an is, awesome, is, awesome RPG. This is like where everyone can hear it. I'm in big trouble now. I'm in... Oh, oh shit. I'm in trouble. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Moving on. Lost Odyssey is... I guess you're not going to move in. Maybe now you can start Lost Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> which, is a, which, is a, which is a really, really... It's one of the best like classic style JRPGs that's been given a next-gen treatment. Mm-hmm. It's by the... Um, it's by a here Sakaguchi, the guy who did Final Fantasies one through ten, and it really is Final Fantasy eleven the way it should have been. It's got you know, Uematsu wrote the score and it's it's really good, but sadly I have no one else to talk about it with. So, come a day. I guess I'll move on to Tales of Vesperia. Yay! Which Douglas insisted we must talk about on the podcast. Yay! Because Douglas is too sick to come on Tales, to himself. Tales of Vesperia is a great. Um, JRPG action RPG is a fun game. I haven't actually played most of it. I've played mm-hmm. a little bit because I hate the tail system and I feel really bad because it's a it's a great story. It's great characters. Well, you can't you know you can't do anything about what you hate. So you know, but uh, I really like it. the The story isn't as much as the driving point to me as the characters. Is they're just awesome characters and. Uh, I, I don't know, it's just a just a real nice feeling going around and, and exploring the world and having all this neat... Oh, stuff's always happening, it's great. And they have the, you know, the Tales standards, like the skits and stuff, and all the characters, are, you know, interact, and... Oh, I can't make coherent sense out of it, but it's a good game. Well, Vesperia is a really good game. It is, again, it's... Again, it is in my tier two of my second favorite video games I've played this year. I don't want to... You know the wrong idea that I didn't like Vesper. I liked it a lot. I played it. I beat it after playing and beat Lost Odyssey. Um, <laughs> Got to throw that in there. And it is really, it is really fun. Now I do feel that the third act is incredibly lacking. 
compared to the real pretty darn good, you know, first act and the really, really freaking good second act. And the third act just really felt tacked on comparison, but it is a really, really, really fun game and definitely if if you need, you know, some RPGs on your three sixty, Ear Lost Odyssey or Tales of Asperia will fit the bill. And you've already got two more good RPGs on the 360 than you had on the Xbox, so... Not true. There was Knights of the Republic and Knights of the Republic 2. Ah. Thankfully, my Tier 3 starts out with Fable 2. Yet another good RPG on the 360. Oh, Fable 2's not an RPG. It's an action RPG. Ah. It's an action RPG the way Zelda's an action RPG, and Zelda's not an action RPG. Okay, it's an adventure game, whatever. It's an adventure game. Mm. Well, it's it, a really fun adventure game. It has game. RPG elements, elements, but it's not a... De facto RPG. Um, it looks pretty cool. You look really stupid doing the the emoticons, but other than that, it looks a really fun game. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll probably have an actual podcast about it later on. Probably once we grab Douglas back and because she because she, I think both me and her both beat it. I can serve as the annoying and, uh, question guy to bounce off with. I don't know, but uh, or you could get somebody else who's played it. The other game I uh, the, the other few were uh, Apollo Justice, which is a really really which is a uh, the next game of the Ace Attorney or Gakuken Saibon series for our, on DS from Capcom. It's the one I enjoyed most out of the whole series. Well, the third one had some really great great revelations at the end. Yeah, Apollo Justice is the new series that's the sequel to Phoenix Wright. No, the first Phoenix Wright game was still the best. Uh the first Phoenix Wright game was good. I feel in the Phoenix Wright series, the third one was the best, just because how it built on the previous two, to a really, really, really satisfying conclusion. And I think that Apollo Justice is a better first game than the first Phoenix Wright. Mostly because they had a chance to actually, you know, improve everything that they liked in the first one. Also, the last case of Apollo Justice was amazing. It was. It was really, really good. And it did a really good job, I thought, of tying in Phoenix, Phoenix Wright, into this new mythos without having to really delve into his mythos. It did a good job of, of balancing the old and new. And a lot of people were annoyed that there was not enough old in the new. In fact, I heard, and this may just be a rumor, that it wasn't very popular or as popular in Japan just because it was so much new. Is there that's, any... what I, that's what I've heard. I mean, I don't know how true that is. Mm-hmm. But the next game we're getting in the series is to get another completely reinvention that's starring Miles Edgeworth. Yeah. So... But that doesn't mean Apollo's dead. They're just putting that on hold until. That's the what I'm hoping. You know, following that, I also really like Time Hollow. Oh, I still haven't played that. Which is another DS game that's very much like Phoenix Wright, only you don't have the court scenes. And it's all just travel. pure investigation and time travel. But it's much more in the vein of, I want to say more. It feels more like say Back to the Future, with a little bit of um, butterfly effect. But not as depressing. Man, that sounds confusing. Well, I mean, it's it's very it it does a very good use of its time travel. Mm. Time to fire up the R four for that one. Like, um, because you can only time travel at the, when the plot lets you, and so you don't you can't just totally screw things or screw everything over. Oh well, there's some. You said that there's like some things like after you've gone through the whole game. You said you could, didn't you say you could do something at the very beginning yeah, of the if game? You, if you beat the game, you can start a second game, and then from, like, the very first, like, encounter, you can actually beat the game. Because you know... In, like, five minutes. Because your character already knows everything that happens 
in the first run through of the game. And it's interesting in the very first um, thing of the game, first case, mm-hmm. the first chapter of it, which is I believe there's six chapters, you can actually technically beat it two different ways, mm-hmm. and the way that you beat it determines which minor ending you get. The effects are the same, just how it plays out is different. Which I thought was interesting, I kind of wish it did more of that, but I think if they did a sequel, they could really, really make it jive. Man, I love that time traveling crap. Chrono Trigger. Yeah. But actually, my uh, my port of the year goes to Dragon Quest Four. Boo! I had some... I have some minor issues with Dragon Quest Four, but I'm not going to interrupt you. I want you to go on. Well, the reason why I put this as my port of the year is because I've never played Dragon Quest Four. I had heard about it, I had read about it when growing up, I never really got to play in the Dragon Quests. I actually didn't get in RPGs until really the Super Nintendo era of Final Fantasy IV, a.k.a. two in America. So for me, playing Dragon Quest IV is a totally brand new experience for me. And it, it's really interesting for a series that people so know as this, you know, archaic, old-school-style game. Four has got a lot of really interesting innovations to it that, you know, some of them didn't, you know... Some of them influenced, you know, games in that line, and some of them we haven't seen before. Like, you know, Torneco Taloon, where his entire first part of the game is you suddenly are dumped in a little retail simulator until you get fed up with your job and quit and go off to run adventures. I thought it was really interesting, especially how every chapter is a different set of characters until the final bit where you actually combine everybody into one giant group. Voltron style. Yeah, like... It was just really neat how they did all, all these different things that, you know, for a series that everyone says is so archaic and so Ugh. old school, it's it's neat to see it when the series was actually breathing new life into the to the genre. Though it was actually, after people had already moved on from the NES, it actually chronologically was made, I believe, after Final Fantasy IV. I don't know. It's, it's been so long. I don't remember. I know I... I don't know anything about RPGs. I I don't think that's right, but I could be wrong. I will research it and and boast in the comment section if I'm right. And then finally, my actual fighting game of choice this year was uh, Soul Calibur 4. Soul Calibur 4. Which was was really, really fun. That's the one actually I think we played the most of. Yeah. This year, Soul Calibur 4. Soul Calibur 4. And I'd like to play more of it, which is why I went and got it, so... (laughs) You know, we all have live accounts. Well, me and you need to get a live account. I will. Actually, both of y'all need to get life accounts now. I have a life account. It's not gold. It's silver. I still have three of those cards. Oh, okay. Like, then we need to get on that. I'll do it this Friday, payday. But those are those were my top ten, so... What have y'all go now? Alright. My top game of the year is StarCraft. StarCraft's not... You, you gotta pick an OA game. Hear me out. See, I lost my disc, so I had to buy a new one this year. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Oh shit, this is going to be hard. I didn't have like a whole prepared thing like you did. Um, My top game of the year... It's because I posted message boards and the, these things required. you got to have your top picks or else you ain't in a message board, son. Okay, my top my top of the year has to be Chrono Trigger for the DS. Chrono Trigger DS! It doesn't count you played it for the Super Nintendo era. It does count... <laughs> So, if I've played something in the Super Nintendo era, if it ever gets ported, no matter how well done that no, port no, is... No, 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 it counts. Okay, Chrono Trigger... Well, it counts for Eric, because this is the first time playing Chrono Trigger. It counts for Lee's, too, it counts. 
Goalie. Well, anyways, I'd have to second, you know, put second place is Luminous Arc 2. That's a huge joke, by the way. Luminous Arc kind of sucks. But, um, you know, it's actually The World Ends With You, because that game rocks. That game rocks. That game rocks hard. I mean, I got it, and I was expecting, you know, uh, you know, middle of the road or better. Well, it's Square. You can get some really good stuff with Square, but I was completely blown away with it, and uh, played the thing for hours. You know, just spent all this time. You know, I, I, I felt noise way more than I ever had to, just because it was so much fun. I just go around killing noise. I never thought, I never thought there would be a day when a game made by freaking Zippers is my, my favorite game of the year. Yeah, I never, ever thought that was possible. After seeing what he did to Final Fantasy VII. Oh, and who was the first one to uh, to play the world is with you and our group? Legally, me. No, 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 no. Do you own a copy? A physical copy? There's one in my house right now. That I bought for Douglas for Christmas. That counts. Doesn't well, right? That counts after I bought mine. Anyways, anyway, it was just one of the things where, you know, after you, especially after Kingdom Hearts two, and the travesty of story that was. Oh man, was that this year? That wasn't this year. No, he, was, he's just saying it's by Zippers. Yeah, okay. Uh, by or, or sorry, Tetsuya Norma. Yeah, as he's more well known as. Oh, Zippers. What you, you know, did to Kingdom Hearts is a crime against humanity. <coughs> but then again, my favorite Kingdom Hearts game was Chain of Memories. Disney Humanity. Which was made by Jupiter, which is the same folks that made World Ends With You. Yes. And I, I think that he's best when he's doing stuff that's much smaller in scope, but he he can't let his ego drive everything around. I mean, I keep seeing trailers for Final Fantasy thirteen verses, and I'm sorry. Yes, the graphics look good, but the main character doesn't show emotions ever. How am I supposed to get invested into this guy? I mean, Maybe he's a vampire. I thought the, the character, main character of thirteen was a girl. That's thirteen. Thir- thirteen. There's also the thirteen, 13 verses, verses, which is an action game done by the Kingdom Hearts team, ah. which is pretty much Kingdom Hearts without Disney. Yeah, it's Kingdom Hearts without Disney, pretty much. Yeah. But is it that, any way connected to thirteen at all? It's yes, in the it's same, same world, same world different time. time. Okay. Yeah. yeah, like all the thirteen games are in the same. There's like four of them, right? And they're all like in the same world, but different times. The original were like eleven and announced. Yeah, I think they've cut down to like three or four. I, well, I think it's a DS game, uh, a PS3 game, which is versus uh, a Final Fantasy thirteen, and then a phone game. So I think we're we'll yeah. on to now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so you know, like, I mean, but I think when he's when he when he actually can rein himself in, he can allow some really amazing stuff to happen and. And I think World Ends With You is one of the best, is the best example of that. Mm-hmm. And tied for second is also Tales of Vesperia, because... Because you haven't played Lost Odyssey yet. Yes. It, it very well could be true, and I'll, I'll, if, if Lost Odyssey completely blows Tales of Vesperia out of the water... It or won't. You, or even a little bit. We'll see. I'll, I'll make my... Uh, I'll, you know, adjust this if I have to about after I play Lost Odyssey. But Tales of Vesperia has the awesome characters... It's just a blast to play for me, and uh, yeah, it's awesome. So that ties for second. And for third, I'm going to go weird on third. It's going to also be a tie. Spore, I played the hell out of Spore. And Spore, I can't really, I feel, I, I can't really give it a, it was a hell of a lot of fun, but it was disappointing in a lot of ways. Well, they couldn't do everything they really wanted to. Yes. Like, I mean, 
for the, what they really wanted to make was a game that really you know where you create a life you know a, you know a creature from a thing and really grow it intelligently mm. it's just way too complicated to actually do in a video game so and they had to simplify it a lot they also dumbed it down because in their own words they said they'd rather you know someone complained that other uh that what was it some other game was more uh complex and did something better and they said they'd rather have the cells of the sims than the cells of this other game i think it was half-life yeah i think they said they, they would rather have the metacritic score of the sims and the sales of the sims than a metacritic score of a half-life and the sales of half-life but that's because and they didn't really get bought either i think because i didn't think they sold as well as they thought they would no but a lot of that wasn't because of spore because of ea's decision on drm Ah. They wanted to use the Secure ROM, which is a very popular choice among PC games, but Secure ROM is pretty darn crappy, and so a lot of people freaked out over it, and so a lot of people actually pirated it. It's actually Spore's the most pirated PC game of 2008. Mm. Like, based off everyone, you know, all the torrents, downloads, and everything, it's Spore is it. And, uh, well, moving on, I, I think that. That it really when you first start first start playing it, it has so much potential to you because you start as a cell. That stage is awesome. The creature stage is kick ass, even if it is World of Sporecraft, so to speak. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's and it's it's not long. It's not very long. I I really wish they'd made it longer. All the stages are really short, and the really way you can really get into them is by beating them and going back and playing them again and again and again and making new creatures and. What really bothered me was the last stage, which is the biggest and longest stage, was my least favorite, the space stage, because they made it really, I don't know, impersonal and kind of disjointed, and it didn't have the same building. You still earned and got better, and you got better ships and better badges that allowed you to buy more things, but it was really disjointed. It didn't feel like a cohesive... It just didn't feel the fun and the free range, you know... When you can only go to this planet and do this and that, and you can't get out of your ship or really control anything but your ship, it really feels kind of... Now, they are making an expansion where the entire point of the you can actually get out of your ship mm. and actually explore all the planets as if you were a creature. But even so, the space stage was a real disappointment to me, so it's only runner-up for third. My actual third... Like, you know, I think that you're right, because in the creature phase, even in the um, civilization phase, mm. you, you get yourself in a much closer connection to them. The creature, you're playing the creature, you're running around doing everything. Yeah. And you still get, you know, while it distance itself a bit by showing you the world, in, you still have much more connection to it. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you're right, only it's you and the spaceship. And that's it. I think if they could have re- retooled it such that you could actually fly the spaceship everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, sort of more of an EVE Online type of approach. Yeah. Where you actually could set coordinates to various planets and watch your character fly to them. Mm-hmm. That would change things, but the way that they just went, you just clicked on everything. Yeah. And you w- watched you go down predetermined lines. Mm-hmm. It felt made too much like Star, uh, Star Fox's, you know, level select than it did, like, yeah. a video game. Exactly. You just keep level selecting, collecting spice, and... You know, sometimes talking to aliens and shit. It was kind of boring. But I, I think they could have actually made full featured games. Even they say they could have had the creature civilizations phase. They really could have. Like, which is actually one of the reasons why I actually uh, bought Civilizations Revolutions for the 360. Because mm. I want to try an actual civilization game. And it seems like a good one to start with. I just never had a chance to play it this year. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so Spore was a great idea, and it has one of the most amazing editors ever for the creatures, 
and it just falls short in a lot of ways. So it's really a runner-up to what I consider, you know, my, you know, third game of the year is actually surprisingly to me, I'm going to have to go with Soul Calibur 4. Soul Calibur 4 was an amazing game to me, and uh, it was pretty much my fighting game. And Dad Gum, you made a lot of characters in that game. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have, I'm a character creator whore. So uh, I made like 12 characters on James's account, and I would have made more, but then he gave his disc back to Basil because <laughs> he was borrowing Basil's copy. But man, I love that game. It's just so much fun to play and to fight other people. And I could, you know, debate what, you know, the stuff, the improvements and everything from 3 and everything, but I'm not going to get into that. I'm just going to say you probably know it. It's Soul Calibur. It's great. And those are my top three. Uh, number one, Chrono Trigger DS. Chrono Trigger DS! Now, that will allow you because you never played Chrono Trigger. So this oh, is my First time God. to see the light. Oh my god. I don't like RPGs, guys. I don't like standard role, uh, turn-based RPGs. But Chrono Trigger was awesome. It had an awesome story. It had awesome characters, except for Magus. It had... Uh, it had... Uh, we'll get that to the actual Chrono Trigger podcast. It, it had... Uh, it made random battles fun. Because they weren't... A, they weren't really random. They were pre-scripted. This is where you're going to be in the fight. And B... Every little random battle started differently and in different ways against different yeah. enemies. Like, they, they made all the random battles into almost little cutscenes. Yeah. Where the people fly into place. Yeah, they fly. Like, yeah, or they pop out of a bush. Or they, da, 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 and it, that was fun. There, there's so many ways that Chrono Trigger, like, leapfrogged, like, the entire genre. Mm-hmm. In so many ways, and... In ways that even now we're just now catching up to. Exactly. Like, for example, what Eric said mentioned, like, first, you know, the battle screen is that same screen. Exactly. Which like, is awesome. you don't do any transitions. You immediately you jump in the battle and go. And the way how, you know, each the enemies would sometimes have their own behavioral patterns within each encounter. Like, I didn't see anything like that again until mm-hmm. Final Fantasy XII. Mm-hmm. Like, where occasionally you would actually see, like, some monsters actually fighting other monsters. Mm-hmm. I never saw it again until Final Fantasy XII. And it also had the same, you know, screen fighting and everything. And, and, and hilarious things in, in Chrono Trigger, just between the little details of the enemies, like watching the imps kick around that roly-poly. And yeah, like that. exactly. No, it's had, it had heart. And, it, and since twelve, the only game I've ever actually seen it again in, it's Wrath of the Lich King. Like, there are several occasions where you'll actually see, which I thought was really neat, one of the neat things they added to it, was that you can actually see the indigenous wildlife in Northrend, mm-hmm. attack each other. You know, they started. Do, they actually did that in um, Burning Crusade, in the Grand. In the yeah. Gra- in the okay. Grand, yeah, that's yeah. true. But it was a lot more obvious. In. Yes, they they did it almost every zone in, in Northrend. In, in Northrend, whereas in Burning Crusade, it was literally in the Grand. But you know what? This all started Chrono Trigger. Like especially all the things you could do in Millennial Fair, that everything that you do in Millennial Fair would would have a consequence for so you from later later on in the court scene. Just just so many things that Chrono Trigger did. And you know, it's and also it was, it was a time game that wasn't stupid. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the aspects of the time were fantastic. The way they used the RPG elements and the whole tied it in with Lavos, and it was just yeah, whoa! It, was, it just it floors a, you. It's a, it's a great game. Uh, let's see, number two this year, uh, Fallout Three. Mm. Um, fun game, tons to explore. It's a little buggy, and uh, I wish the combat wasn't based off to hit. Like, mm-hmm. like the combat is all dice rolling, even the first person shootery stuff. 
but basically all of your skills are based off of two hit, right? And and that's really annoying, especially if you want to play an explosives repair guy early or something like that. Well, you're going to pay for it because it's going to take you an hour to kill that bloat fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you'll spend all your ammo doing it, and that is very annoying. Yes. Fallout 3 was one of the games I really, 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 really wanted to play, but unfortunately due to my motion sickness, I just can't. So well, however that Bethesda sets up their camera, same thing with Oblivion, it, it, I don't think my first person shooter is at Kingdom Hearts, where I just can't play them longer than 10 minutes or I start feeling really dizzy and ill. And I was really sad because I've seen Eric play Fallout 3 and it looks really, really fun and I can't do it. Yeah, it's a fun game, great story, tons of little side adventures everywhere. Yes, you can explore it for hours. And I've, I've watched James play, and uh, he, he went on a, he went all the ways and decided, you know what, I'm going to screw the main storyline and explore, and he found all tons of crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, tons of stuff everywhere. Um, I'm sure I haven't found a tenth of what's in the game. And uh, then we have uh, number three, World Ends With You. Mm-hmm. Uh, this fun, great story, great music. Um, if you can survive wanting to kill the main character for the first half of the game. Yeah, that's true. That is the worst part. Is he's, uh, he is very much a Norma hero for the first few days of the game. So uh, that's pretty much my video game list. Uh, then I'm going to go down one through three. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to do a whole ten. Like I got a couple more I wanted to to mention like Street Fighter 2 you know HD Remix that was pretty that, that was, was you know, really really it, well Street Fighter 2 but with some well done tweaks and really 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 pretty graphics you know Bionic Commander Rearmed was really really fun that we mentioned before um, Mega Man 9 oh Mega Man 9 would have been probably like Mega Man 9 fourth or fifth place on mine yeah Mega Man 9 Definitely was. Audio Surf was a, was a really really neat thing I got to try this year, which is sort of a music game plus a puzzler at the same time that would you could use your own music to play. Uh, yeah, it generates a little a little uh, like ra- like a one way racetrack thing, and you could, it's a mixture of filling in puzzle blocks, and it just has a it's just awesome to go. Whoa, this song now has a curving, rah. you know, uh, Castlevania Order of Ecclesia. You know, another really good Castlevania game on DS. Portrait Room was okay, but it wasn't that great. It was it was fun to play, but Order of Ecclesia is way, way, way better. And um, finally, Yakuza 2, which is a game I really wanted to play this year, but never had a chance. Yakuza is a really, really neat series in that it's, it's a brawler RPG. Okay. In that it plays like an RPG... Like completely with like random encounters, mm-hmm. like you're actually this yakuza guy in like the down, downtown Tokyo, mm-hmm. and as you're wandering around, like guys will come and go, "Hey, I'm gonna beat you up," and you suddenly go into a random battle. Mm-hmm. But instead of a menu screen, you're in a brawler. You're like in you know, like a Streets of Rage like thing where you can actually have to use like punches and kicks mm-hmm. to beat your enemies. And a lot of times there'll be tons of stuff in the environment, like chairs or light posters you grab and smack them around with. That's cool. Mm-hmm. It's actually it's got some of the best storytelling in 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 the, in the genre, and it's a really neat game that no one ever talks about. And it's just something that the sequel here is really good. We just now got it, and it's it's Yakuza is a great series. And I just want to say, you know, Yakuza is cool. Have you ever have you have you ever uh, heard of Legend of Lagaya? Yeah, yeah, yes, heard of it. Didn't like it. It was okay, but. I liked I liked it for integrating the whole. It made sort of a fighting game RPG sort of. 
sort of. I thought I thought I thought Xenogears did it better. Well, yeah, probably. Because you all your special moves were like button presses and yeah, a lot of times you had, you had to use fighting presses. Anyways, that's that's that's, that's going way back to PlayStation One days. So. Yes. And we're coming up to an hour. Do we want to? We going to go on to anime, or want to save that for? Save that for another day. Save that for another day. Perhaps next time we may give you our anime top million, top million picks because there's lots of anime to go around too. Stars. That's true. So, but until next time, we're out. Bye. Cluster is under attack!